Hello. Hello. <laughs> Just barely made it. Whoa, that was hilarious. I uh, tried to uh, start the show. I was, listen, I got a lot of stuff to do every day. I'm doing tons of stuff. In fact, today, I got my tooth drilled. I didn't get my tooth drilled because I had a new cavity. It was an old cavity. It was actually a filling I had, and the doctor said, the doctor, the dentist, I don't know what you want to call them. Did you know, by the way, that dentists have a high rate of suicide? That just has, happens to be a random fact. But also, I went to the dentist. I had a cracked filling. He fixed my cracked filling. My face was numb up until about 20 minutes ago, <laughs> and I was just running around doing stuff all day long. But here I am. Alas, welcome to the show. I didn't even update the show title today. <laughs> today. Oh, boy. Hey. Hey, uh, Judy. Hello? Uh, I thought Judy was there. Let me just start again. Oh, there you are, Judy. <laughs> I didn't even update the show title. I just... Everything was lagging. It's okay. It doesn't matter. You can listen to this as a podcast the next day, and you'll hear it. You'll see it. You'll, you'll talk about it. You'll talk to your friends about it. What did I even say this was? Uh, let me just check my Twitter. Boy, oh boy. Oh. Yeah, I guess true crime. Why not? Suspect taken into custody. Still, that's still true. Um, let me talk about that real quick. Yeah, the suspect for the shooting in Brooklyn is taken into custody, which is good. Uh, I don't think that that guy should be roaming the streets. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let me close this. <laughs> I'm a chicken with its head cut off, which is a horrible thing to imagine. Why do people say that? You ever notice how we have so many farm animal types of uh, types of analogies and metaphors? There's so many. You lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Why don't we say you could drive your car to the gas station, but you can't fill it up you know, with gas, I guess. I don't know. Hey, Judy, what's up? Welcome to the show. This is... Uh, I don't know what else to say. Welcome. <laughs> How are you? I don't hear anything. I don't hear anything. Uh-oh. Oh. Good. I'm still trying oh, to figure something out. Hold on one sec. There you are. No worries. Uh, so anyway, I went to the dentist today. They fixed it by filling. Judy, do you ever go to the dentist? My hair is like out of control here. I don't know if you're talking right now. Yes. You ever, yeah, you ever, you ever get... Remember when um, we were kids? I go to the dentist were... every six months. Oh, yeah. Me too. Remember when we were kids and they would be like, they'd... thank you for coming to the dentist. Here's a lollipop. See you real soon. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> we like yes, drilling that was uh, nefarious, right? Yeah, it was. Lollipops <laughs> or whatever. But they were straight up charms lollipops like those big big old sugary stick in your teeth create cavities lollipops because those those dentists know what they're doing i had a friend um they uh they got so many every time they went to the dentist they got their teeth drilled and i was like but and you didn't even they didn't even check your parents didn't check to see if that was actually see this is what happens this is what i do because i'm a bit of a i get very touchy about things about when procedures are done on my body, I'm very, very specific about what is, I have to, I ask many questions. I don't, I don't like the the lack of control as it were. So, and I also am really <laughs> concerned about uh, what they're going to do. <laughs> so for instance, whenever the dentist or whomever says, Oh, you got a cavity, right? Hang on one second.
And I'm back, I'm back. Okay. I'm just trying to... <laughs> Good golly. So many audio issues. So, I, every time I go to the dentist, they're like, oh, you know, if there is a cavity... I didn't have a cavity for... Like, so far, a year and a half, I haven't had that cavity, which is good. I actually, like, broke a tooth eating some, like, tortilla chips, of all things. A couple, like, a year and a half. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was terrible. Um, I actually had to get a crown for that one. <laughs> I'm just sitting there eating chips, and a whole big chunk of my tooth comes off. And I'm like, this is not supposed to be like that. But if they if they say, hey, you, you got a cavity, we got to drill holes in your body. I go, show me where the cavity is. <laughs> and then like and then like literally like I'm I want to know that in fact there is a cavity. Um I wanted them to demonstrate for me where it is. One time I was at the emergency room, right? I was just telling the story to my nurse friend and she was like that's horrible. Uh she's she's a doctor. So she, I was like in the emergency room cuz my back was killing me. I had the worst back pain of my entire life. I have an L5 S1 uh, bulging disc and it's so painful. I don't recommend it for anybody. It's the most horrible possible. You can't you don't have another back to lean on when your back hurts. So it's it's really painful. And I was in the emergency room and I had to work the next day and I'm like, "Give me a shot in my spine. Give me steroids. I need to work tomorrow. I cannot walk." And they were like, "Oh yeah. Your 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 back hurts, huh?" And suddenly I realized, oh, I'm a, I'm a brown guy in an emergency oh, room no. complaining about back pain in a very white neighborhood. And I was like, and, and uh, my, my girlfriend at the time was a vet, is a veterinarian. And she actually picked up on that pretty quickly, too, where she was like, oh, they're being racist. Because <laughs> I was like, I need... I need someone to stick a needle in my spine. And they're like, basically like you're here for Oxycontin or Vicodin. Now, let me just uh, continue to say, I've never taken a Vicodin uh, before that in in my entire life. I've never taken an Oxycontin. I've never taken any opioids ever in my entire life. And they, the nurse came in like 15 minutes later. She's like, here, take this. And it's a gigantic horse pill. And I was like, what is it? And she said, it's Vicodin. And I said, okay, what is that going to do? And she's like, you've never taken a Vicodin? <laughs> like, I've, like, I'm supposed to have taken a Vicodin. And, and I'm like, I've never been in pain before. Why would I need to take a Vicodin? Um, but apparently people use it recreationally. I don't. So I, I was sitting there going, uh, like, I was getting frustrated with this person. Because I was like, can you please explain to me what is about to happen to me if I ingest this drug that you're giving me? Because I would like to be counseled on the effects and the side effects of this medication. Because I am in the worst pain of my life, and I don't like to take, I don't like to ingest things that are just drugs. Don't just give me drugs. And I, I mean, I am unlike many people in that respect. (laughs) I think there are a lot of people who are just like, give me drugs. I think you are. I think most most people are just like, okay, you tell me to take it. All right. No sure way. Thing. No way, Judy. I, I go, <laughs> I say, tell me what this drug does. Tell me what it, but it's true. You're very, you're absolutely right. People will just be like, okay. Like you go to the dentist. They're like, you got a cavity. They're like, okay, drill me up. Drill up my holes in my teeth. You know, and you kind of like don't even uh, <laughs> double check and respect you know there's a lot of medical malpractice that happens like sometimes people get the wrong leg amputated and i'm like i don't I, like i have a weird irrational fear about that kind of thing 
But uh, thank God I had espresso right before the show. So I'm sitting there about to take this <laughs> pill. Um, Vicodim is what I'm going to call this show. And so I'm in... Now imagine this. I'm in the worst pain of my life. Hello, Raccoon Raiders. Welcome to the show. I'm in the worst pain of my life. I can't stand... I can't even walk for 20, 20 feet um, without like my terrible shooting pain down my leg. And uh, I take the Vicodin. And about 20 minutes later, uh, I was in the worst pain of my life. And I felt like I was freaking out of my mind. <laughs> so I was like, this isn't helping at all. This isn't helping you know, at that, all. That's what I've heard about Vicodin, is that it doesn't actually, it's not a pain reliever. It just like makes you like feel differently. Interesting. Because I could tell you the pain did not change. What changed was my state of mind. I just felt completely out of my mind. And I was like, this is not fun for me. It might be fun for some people. A lot of people who take like Oxycontin and, and uh, Vicodin, like when I was telling this to my friend who's a doctor, she was like, oh yeah, you know, it's a totally like a genetic body chemistry thing. You Like that probably just doesn't, you probably don't have like opioid receptors like other people do or whatever. You're, you're just not, it's not something that's going to like, you're, it's not something you're going to like. <laughs> You know, it'll just make you feel crazy. Uh, but that's the thing. It's like other people are like, it just feels so good. You got any Vicodin? You got any Oxen? You know, you, you know you're know, you an adult. You've encountered people who are uh, into recreational drug use of, opioid, of the opioid nature. And also terrible fentanyl use and all of this stuff that's going on and people dying from it. But I'm like, I, I don't like it. So I've taken like two Vicodins my entire life and maybe four Oxycontins my entire life for back pain. And it just, I tell you, I think Oxycontin just made me like, feel like, uh, like, uh, I don't even know. Just probably like a lump on a log, which I guess is enjoyable for some people. And other, and Vicodin just made me feel like I was out of my freaking mind. I did take it like two or three times to make sure that it wasn't that one time. And I was like, no, this isn't for me. Can't do it. <laughs> even for right. the worst pain of my life. The worst pain of my life. You know what helps? <laughs> Leave what Nipro naproxen that's the only thing that helps. So I, I take I naproxen. usually just stick to ibuprofen, that's yeah. what works for me. Tylenol doesn't work for me, Aleve doesn't tend to work for me. Ibuprofen yeah. is better, but I'm not really, I try not to take it as much as possible. Yeah, same. Um, just some, some mornings I have, I come, I wake up and it's like, oh, it's gonna be a fun back day. So I just take two a leave, and I'm good for 12 hours, actually. Or maybe like 10, 10 hours. Nice. Yeah, so it's a... But, yeah, basically mm -hmm. in that instance, I was in an emergency room being treated like some guy who came off the street looking for drugs. That sucks. It sucks. You know what else sucks? I just got a... I just got a... I'm just going to read this on the air. I posted a, a, an old TikTok today. I don't know if you saw it on Instagram. I just posted. I'm just like kind of recycling my old TikToks to try to just keep my my social medias going while I conjure up new ones. And um, I posted this one today, which was what some white people like. 
what people of color feel. Like, I don't know. I, the only thing that I would critique about this one TikTok is I don't speak for all people of color. When I Sure, of course not. I, I think I speak for all people of color when I say I don't speak for all people of color. <laughs> so, so, so I, what I said is when some white people say, um, oh, I don't see race. I don't see color or whatever. I don't see race. Um, I'm not racist. I don't see race, whatever. And I said, and then I said, what's uh, what people of color here? That's the only critique I would say. What some people of color here? When some white people say, now, I was very specific. You could read it. I literally say some white people. Right. Some. <laughs> and it said, and then I wrote same white people in like the next part of it. And I said, this is what people of color here. Uh, here, you know what? I'll just play it because I'm like I'm trying to describe it when I could just play it. So, go for say it. Say they don't see color. <clears throat> oh, I'm not racist. I don't see color. What people of color hear when some white people say they don't see color? Oh, I'm not racist. I don't see color. Can't we all just be white? So that's the joke. <laughs> so, so I'm. So specifically, I'm telling you what I hear sometimes when some white people say that now there's a very there's absolutely truth to that there's truth to it that's why it's funny well the thing is that is what i hear that's my experience that i'm expressing my personal experience which sure. someone um yeah and like that's what i hear sometimes i'm like oh you just you just don't want any you don't want to recognize anything different. You don't want to recognize any differences or the similarities. You don't want to recognize those things. You just want to have everybody be the same. But to the same to you, this this person in question is being white. <laughs> so it's it's kind of like that's kind of, <laughs> right. that's kind of like the implication. Oftentimes, when people are talking about kind of those kinds of things. Um, because there are cultural and ethnic differences that we can appreciate and also treat equally. But there's always in American culture, the standard of what is like European uh, culture is supposedly the standard for America. And it's just really not the, uh, you know, it's like there's white and then there's everything else. It's kind of like the implication. There's, you know, right. white is the thing. And then there's everything else. Instead of just a mixing pot of all all of the, the different things. Um, so this person just wrote to me. I'm going to read it on the air here. <sighs> You're way out of line on that one, bro. That was a racist comment. A majority of white people don't think like that. I'm going to stop right there. Because he clearly didn't read the text on the screen that says, Some. <laughs> some white people. He says, I see a lot of people of different races getting along daily. <laughs> right. Cool. Thank you, white. Well, let me just let me just say that this guy, I imagine he identifies as a straight white male. Um, this is my this is my assumption based on knowing him. Um, it's a very small majority who think like that. And that's what you and the mainstream media like to focus on. When someone throws in mainstream media, you know, they watch Fox News. <laughs> just saying 
Um, and <laughs> I, I'm glad that I'm getting this lecture from a uh, you know a presumably straight white male. I'm I'm really glad about this. And there's racism in all cultures. It's just not white people. When you hold a magnifying glass close and long enough, you're gonna find something that fits your narrative. When you walked into our studio, did I treat you like that? No, I didn't. I treated you with a lot of respect. I don't dig those comments. That's a very woke way of thinking. Uh-oh, when you use woke as a weapon? Again, Fox News. <laughs> I've seen you on the State Farm commercials. It's Redfin, bro. Um, you're, you're confusing me with Doug. Um, and a f- or whatever the guy's name is. And then he says, uh, in the State Farm commercials, and a few others, did you get those jobs because you were black or because of your talent? <laughs> I'm, think- I'm thinking it's because of your talent, but that's just me. So, um, so I just wrote, <laughs> like, hey, man, I hear you. And I, what it sounds like to me, my personal experience. Also, I clearly say some white folks, not all. I feel Jeez. like I'm losing you. <laughs> you're, you're losing me? Um. Uh oh, I should probably not move here. Let me like reduce the amount of clutter. Here. Uh, do you hear diatribe? Are you there, Jake? Jake from Steve. That's right. Okay, can you hear me? Did you hear any of that? Hello. <laughs> oh, he's writing back. But uh, the point is, he didn't. He missed the point. <laughs> Uh, Judy, are you there? Earth to Judy. Mark calling Orson. Come in, Orson. Uh, we lost. We lost Judy. Uh, uh, well, that's inexcusable. Someone said that to you. Uh, I, I don't know what he's saying. I think he's, honestly, I think he might have taken a Vicodin. Uh, <coughs> so, so, uh, <laughs> if you ask me. Um, I... I got the gist of most of it. All right. I'll read it again. Um, I'll just read it again just for the sake of in case it got dropped. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yes. In case the, that got dropped on the recording, I'm trying to reduce. Hello. I can hear you. Can you hear me? It's getting buffered. Well, basically, here's the thing is that like. Anyone who's going to take what you said and be defensive right. about it <laughs> obviously has probably actually had those thoughts. Yeah. And there's yeah. a reason I mean, why they're I'm taking just like, it pers- and there's I mean, a reason why they're taking it personally. This guy's not a bad guy. I just don't think that it's all the point. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? I, I just think he the point just kind of like went right past him. And there is a lot of defensiveness when... Um, Let me log off and come back in. Maybe it's my Wi-Fi. Okay. There's a lot of uh, stuff that goes on. Uh, yeah. I think he just wrote back again. If you're watching, uh, I'm not going to say your name, but if you're watching... Uh, welcome to the show. And if you want to talk about it, you can join the Discord. Interesting to think. It's interesting to um, to have to 
I don't think I have to explain myself when it's like this is what it sounds like often. You know, if if this is what it sounds like to me, how are you going to tell me that that's not true? You know what I mean? That's a little that's what they call gaslighting. <laughs> gaslighting, the the hot topic of today. Um I see you, Judy. I just don't hear you. Um I'm going to try to log out of all these things. Oh, I'm on one. There we go. Maybe that'll help. <clears throat> now I'm no longer on the Wi-Fi. I don't know if that helps or it hurts. But, uh, yeah. State Farm. I should be like Redfin, bro. <clears throat> <laughs> The Redfin commercials. That was a fun gig. Went to Bulgaria for that a year ago. It's crazy. Um, But I'm just going to say, you know, I think when people react to going, hey, this is what this sounds like. Right, when you're giving your <laughs> perspective. Right. Yeah. It's like, I whatever your intentions are, like, just know that, you know, that sounds like that. <laughs> to some people, some white people saying that because you don't see black people saying that. You know what I mean? You've never seen black people go, I don't see color. <laughs> like maybe you do. I don't know. I just don't really think that. I think that black people are very aware. <laughs> black and brown people and um, and people in this country are very aware of not being uh, of the, the privileged class in this country, uh, so it's it's a very it's a very apparent thing, it, and I feel like when a lot of people have sort of quote woken up to this a couple of years ago when the Black Lives Mattered, that you know I think that a lot of the the folks just got instantly defensive, just like no, it's not true. I, I want to, it's, it's, everything's good. Everything's fine. You're fine. Every your life has been good. <laughs> it's just like, sure. My life's been pretty, pretty good. It's been above average. I would say, however, uh, you know, these things happened. <laughs> I do experience this. This is stop trying to say, I don't stop trying to deny my reality. You know what I mean? Um, like I was saying a couple of weeks ago, I feel like when you're a when you're a white person and you're like the only white person at a party, I I honestly like I honestly I don't know what that's like. First of all, second of all, I don't know. Dude, maybe I don't know. Maybe you know someone who's can talk about. I don't. I I honestly don't. If you're the only white person, are like black people going so. So what's it like being white? <laughs> are there like people at a party that like surround the white person and be like, let me ask you a bunch of questions about being white. I don't think that that happens as much as it does in the opposite direction. If you're like black or brown and you're at like a very white party, there's always these like sort of insinuations or like questions about where did you grow up? <laughs> you know, and it's like, I don't right. think that... You know, I think that it's really, it's caught. The essence of that is caught really well in the movie Get Out when Chris is at the rich white people party. Um, 
and it's cool because it's a double on. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Um, so I have been like the only white person in a, at a party or maybe like one of two or like in some of the workspaces that I'm in, I'm definitely the only white person. And I never get any of those questions ever whatsoever. Interesting. So it's a very, you know, like I definitely don't have to get interrogated the way I know some black people do when they're in mostly white white spaces. Yeah. Do black people come up to you and say, hey, I love friends too. <laughs> the show, friends. <laughs> like dude like you know i feel like that's what happens when you're black or brown people like hey i'm into rap you know (laughs) it's just like okay cool (laughs) like i've been in situations where i don't think people mean any harm by it i think i just think that they're to be like oh hey like i actually like drake and maybe this guy likes drake because i'm into the culture of rap and you know like i think there's like a genuine um, passion, and I'm not going to discount someone for being ill intent, having an ill intent. I just think it's just funny that that's kind of a weird thing that happens when you're black or brown, and just people kind of like, oh, hey, did you see the BET Awards last night? You know, it's it, <laughs> whatever it is, it's just, <laughs> I find that. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if it goes in the reverse. Also, when people were asking me a couple of years ago about Black Lives Matter, they're like, how do you feel? How do you think it's going? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what white people say to each other. Because like, all I know is what I hear white people say publicly and to me. <laughs> I don't know what they're saying to each other, which is really work needs to be done. Uh, so in my opinion, that's why I would encourage folks to just be like, hey, uh, what are we doing here? What are we doing? What's going on? Yeah. No, it's so yeah. true. That's just one of those things. Yeah. Um, at work, we have we have like um, affinity groups, so people yeah. who identify in similar ways can be together and kind of work through anti-racist work. So it's really it's really cool that you know people can work through what they need to work through without other people like watching. You know. Especially yeah. without white people watching, and yeah. we, as the white, you know, the white caucus, we we really got to talk about like the racist stuff that comes up. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it's. <clears throat> so, uh, I was talking to my friend David yesterday. Uh, my friend, he's down that way. He's uh, we jam, we make music together. Uh, he was he was just working in Texas in Houston. Um, on a BET reality series as a sound guy, as a sound, like the head of sound. And um, he was telling me that before he got there, now listen to this. I don't think I'm out of school by saying this because this is kind of a ridiculous thing that for someone who, to have said. But there was, a, there was a woman who was, he, uh, not that it really matters what her background was, but she said, to like some of the black uh, people. Now listen to this. Brace yourselves. Viewer discretion is advised. She she said, 
Oh, look at you guys looking all cute like you're on the plantation. <laughs> which, oh, which, and, yeah, dude, sorry. it was cringy. And then he wasn't there for that, but he heard the story. And I was like, so what happened? He said, oh, they fired her. <laughs> they, they fired her for that. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, rightfully so. It's like, come on. You got to learn that you can't say stuff like that. And you've got to have consequences for saying some stupid things. And now that she knows, perhaps she knows better now. She, you know, I, I do believe in like. And then but moving seriously, on though, and I don't really need to know the answer. But what was what does that even mean? Like, what does that even mean? No but idea. anyway, yeah. But I've heard people casually say things to that effect. Like I've heard people just kind of throw that out like that's like okay to say. And, you know, for instance, in South Carolina, there are homes you can purchase to this day which have uh, literally described in like the listings and, and or at least they're referred to this openly. There's the main house and then there's the slaves' quarters. And people go ahead and uh, look, I'm not it's making this up. Way? I don't know if it's listed that way, but it's openly referred to that way. I know this from firsthand experience because I know someone whose parents bought a house in South Carolina, which we stayed at. And they said, oh, yeah, those are the slaves' quarters wow. back. So this is, I've heard this with my own two ears and eyeballs. So I was like, uh, uh, <laughs> what do you do? Wow. Um, but they've actually since, now they don't say this in real estate listings. They don't say master bedroom. They say, um, what do they say? The, what do they say? If you're listening to this show right now. There's a new term. It's not master bedroom, but it's like the main quarters or something like that. Um, master bedroom renamed. Oh, also, I want to watch the new trailer for the new uh, David Cronenberg movie. Do you like David Cronenberg? I don't know what movie that is. I don't know um, if I... You know I'm bad with director's names. <laughs> yeah. No, it's okay. D David Cronenberg directed um, some of the greatest movies of all time, in my opinion. He's my favorite director. He's just my favorite director, Judy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, the master bedroom is now called the primary bedroom. It's no okay. longer called the master bedroom on account of per perhaps allusions toward the master and the slave situation that that was prevalent for hundreds of years here in this country. <laughs> And uh, um, David Cronenberg, moving on, moving on from uh, casual racism. Let's see what let's actually let's follow up with what uh, this person said. They wrote another big thing. They said, well. I was talking about my experience, about uh, what it sounds like when someone says someone says, uh, I don't see race. I'm not racist. I don't see race to me. Like people are saying, oh, you know, can't can we just like let's just let's just like be white right now? Because 
And I say that because, listen to this, if you say, hey, Studio Radio, welcome to the show, we're just talking about, you know, casual racism. And uh, if you say something like, I don't see race, you're literally saying, I don't see you. Does that make sense? Right. Right. Yeah. I don't recognize you. That's what it sounds like. Okay, and it may right. not be the intention, but when you say you don't see race, you're just like, well, everybody should just be like me then. That's, it's kind of, if you think about it, what it might sound like to someone who is not you or this person in the, in the, that we're referring to, this uh, non-pictured person. If you think about what that might sound like, it's not outside the realm of of uh, understanding that that's what it it hits it strikes as <laughs> studio 8h reminds us there's nothing like a casual casual cheers to that <laughs> studio h brings uh some quips and humor to the show keeps the levity going but it's true it's true it, it does sound like that it, it, this reminds me of i was talking about this person the other day who i like was mentioning how they were never wrong about anything. And it was very frustrating. And um, when last year I said, hey, it's Juneteenth. Juneteenth. I'm excited. Aren't y'all excited? It's Juneteenth. What do we say? Don't we go around saying happy Juneteenth? Like, what do we what do we do to celebrate Juneteenth? And this person who I'd been referring to, she, she, they don't like ska music. Or not, they, they don't like ska music. I had an argument about whether or not the music we were listening to was classified as ska punk. She said no. Uh, but she was wrong. Also, she was, but she was not wrong in her mind. <laughs> also, we had a discussion about the the movie In the Heights, where I said I don't feel that I was accurately represented as a Dominican person from New York uh, in that movie. I don't think that there was an accurate representation or distribution of faces that you would see in Washington Heights, which is uh, adjacent to the Bronx and whatnot, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And uh, she said there were plenty yeah. of. Latin people in that movie. There were plenty. There was plenty of representation. No, she said there was plenty of representation. She told me there was plenty of representation. When I told her, I did not personally feel represented being of the ethnicity and of the locale of the setting of the movie. <laughs> but she told me, that, no, there's plenty. You should be fine. Right. Um, then, here's another one. Later, I was like, it's Juneteenth. It's exciting. Now, this person happens to be a white person. And uh, I said, she goes, I, I said, what do we do? It's exciting. It's a national holiday. It's new now a national holiday, Juneteenth. We get the day off, whatever. We get to dance. What do we do? Like, what's the, the thing now? We say, happy Juneteenth. And then she said, I, you know, I don't want to appropriate. I don't want to appropriate. <laughs> and I said, it's a national holiday. Literally That's the like day saying you don't celebrate Martin Luther King Day. It's like saying that. It's like saying uh, it's literally the day the country quote you can you can still argue this truly became free. Still argue this though. Still argue right. up until women got the vote. So like, uh, and then still argue that up until uh, the integration of the sixties, the Jim Crow laws. And then you could still argue that uh, till, you know, a freaking man was murdered in the streets. Uh, but right. the point is, 
I said to her, I said, it's a national holiday, okay? And she said, well, you know, I don't want to appropriate. I'm like, we should all celebrate this. We should, every American should be celebrating that this was the real day, not 4th of July, that the that America became a free country. <laughs> like, uh, and then she said, well, I don't think that it's right for me or to like basically recognize the holiday. And I said, when you say that, what that sounds like to me is like you're saying, I don't want to recognize you. I don't want to recognize you or your holiday. So that's what it sounds like to me. Right. Um, just right. FYI. Hey, 420 artists. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Do you, do you have anything uh, present for the... Did you have a, Do you have anything to this conversation because well, I'm about to, to absolutely absolutely you know i'm always going to have something to say about some sort of civil rights issue right yeah <laughs> so we do uh, yeah. it's what i do i complain um yeah. so uh, as far as like calling it an appropriation is very inappropriate if you will um terminology as, as an american citizen you should definitely be recognizing and understanding that it's the first time ever that the federal government admitted that it's about the people, not about their way of doing things. So right. I, I think just on that scale alone, understanding that, you know, women getting the right to vote means that our system's mere design is designed not around equal rights. Like it says, it's designed around you have rights when we tell you you meet the criteria to get rights. And I think that's very unfair to every person to think that it's an appropriation means that you don't understand how that affects you directly as well. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting to be like, um, to tell someone your personal experience and they're like, well, that's not the case. You know, it's like a very, it's, there's a really, really like, so I'm about to read the response to what I said to this person who challenged my, my Instagram story about joking about some people say, some white people say, I don't, I'm not racist. I don't see color. When I hear that, I'm, I often hear, I don't see you. I don't see, I don't, I don't think of you as different, even though you might be different, which is okay. <laughs> which is okay to be different. But I yes, think, I think, yeah. It's, I think it's literally it's more like... appropriate, like, again, just interjecting some opinion, if that's okay. Um, I think it's more important that people on the, as a whole start to understand that we are all different, and our uniqueness being different is part of why we all like each other so much, right? But we're all literally shades of tan. we gotta, we got to really start figuring out how, how to get past the, the hurt and start to get to the healing and the, the building of what we belong to be, which is one people. We really belong yeah. this way. Well, there just needs to be an acknowledgement of an actual problem. Like, if you acknowledge there's a problem, then you can start yes. to work to fix it. It's like people, like this, like this person's response, I'm going to read it. They just sent it uh, about 10 minutes ago. When I said, hey, man. I just said, hey, man, I respectfully disagree. I'm just literally telling you what it sounds like to me. That is what I'm saying. I'm literally saying when some people say this, it sounds like this to this person. Um, mm -hmm. So he, he wrote, well, that's inexcusable. Someone said that to you. That person is an idiot. Okay. Doesn't matter if you said... <laughs> 
doesn't matter if you said (laughs) doesn't matter if you said quote some that doesn't soften the blow it's the context of the passive aggressiveness if i had said that about black people i love when people try to reverse all right let me finish reading this (laughs) Um, if i said that about black people but was like oh i said some would that make you feel better you did. You you'd still be offended. Nowhere did I say I was offended. By the way, I just said that's what it sounds like. I didn't do that. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. I, Not, I just try to call bullshit is what I see. Right. It, it's 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 hilarious to me because I'm pointing out the absurdity of what it sounds like, and it's kind of goofy to me that some people would think that this is how I feel about it. I'm not offended necessarily. Um, mm-hmm. which is interesting that they assume I find offended. it in the same category. I mean, you would never, you would never find, uh, that being acceptable on any other level. It's, it's just like when people say, um, I have gay friends, you know, or I have black friends. I'm not racist or I'm not bigoted uh, because I have these friends <laughs> and you're like, that, that, that doesn't change what you just said or, or how you're making me feel or not validating your position. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like um it's just listening to someone say, "Hey, this is what this feels like when I hear this to me." You know, and then going, "Oh, I acknowledge that. I hear you and I acknowledge that, that your experience Yeah, that your experience is also true." Um so then they said, "Oh, like I said some would would that make you feel better? You'd still be offended. Just saying. And oh, then he says, I'm super stoked that you're landing big commercials. Good stuff. Or, <laughs> but I'm not going to go any further. With that con- I mean, I'm not going to go any further with that conversation, I don't think. but Because it's just at that point, it's just going to like, you know, they're already like set in their mind about, it's just frustrating because you can't, I don't know. It's just my experience. Somebody like that, that's part of the reason the problem exists is the truth. Yeah, it's pretty funny that he would just assume how I would feel if he said certain things. And we're just like, this, you just you just made up a story. <laughs> you just made up a story in your head. He also, he, also, yeah. he also assumed that you would assume how he felt too, which was not fair. Yeah, it's not fair. It's not fair. But uh, I think it, I said what I had. It's not right. It's the point. Yeah, I think I said what I had to say, essentially, with just saying, hey, mm-hmm. I'm just talking about my experience. So I don't have to reiterate that or anything. But um, uh, four twenty hours. We we're having a great talk a- about race today. Um, yesterday, actually, I, I've been working with this musician who's um absolutely. St- I'm, I'm so, just so stoked to work with this man because he's done so much already. Uh, he had a lot of like jazz projects and funk and stuff in the seventies through the nineties, and uh, he just started talking about like how racism needs to end and the stuff he went through in his mixed marriage even back in the day and all these things and. It's really deep stuff. I think it's just, um, it's amazing to me that even in this day and age, that some of this stuff is still happening. I mean, look, it's going to take a minute. It's going to take a minute. It's just been, you know, it's going to take a minute. It, it, I think that people just want it to go away. And it's kind of in the same vein of saying, oh, I don't see race. I, I, I think that, you know, I don't see race. I don't see you. I don't acknowledge you. If you don't see it, it doesn't exist. 
Yeah, and and people. <laughs> yeah, right. That's that's what it feels like, right? Exactly. Exactly. That's what it feels like. I I get this. You know, I'm agreeing with your sarcasm. I think that um, yes. You know that the country often like that when it's like, all well, Barack Obama is president now. Racism is over, but you know, they kind of don't acknowledge the fact that um, for the entire eight years there was a racist Tea Party getting. Donald Trump elected <laughs> after that, basically constantly pushing, yes. you know, America first. There was a reactionary situation to that, but I do want to move yeah, on from this conversation. Go ahead. Yes, that was. I was. I was just saying. I think it's really good when people, you know, discuss like you are about this. You know, you're not. You're not going out saying, you know, what an asshole, what an idiot you are. You're just basically like, listen. I'm just trying to tell you. You should just understand that this is my feeling. Yeah. That's all I'm trying to tell you. Just expressing my experience. Just that's it. Now I'm allowed. It's valid. Somebody this is what it sounds like and feels like. You can't deny that of someone if they say, I feel you know, this somebody way. Somebody can prove you wrong about themselves, but not about somebody else. They yeah. can't prove wrong what somebody else has already done to you. 100 million percent. <laughs> now, Judy, um, now we were talking earlier about. Uh, I guess we were talking about this the whole time. I think there was another Sorry, point. I wanted to... Oh, no worries. You're always welcome <laughs> for 20 artists. Uh, Thank you. Was it? I appreciate you. Well, how have you been? What have, what have you been up to? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you really want to change the subject. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I kind of want to, I guess I want to put the subject to to rest for a minute because I think that... Who's in your top eight spaces? For, for today. For today. For today. For, today. For, um, for these next few minutes. I had, to, I had to be an adult and get adult stuff done that is not fun. Oh, yeah? <laughs> what, what did you do? Adult stuff sucks. I don't like adult stuff. <laughs> it's a one um, out of five. wouldn't recommend... Yeah. I had yeah, right. <laughs> I had to get an endoscopy and a colonoscopy. And it's not even time for me to get them, but Wait, are they doing it at the same time? They did it during I mean not a, not at the exact same time. <laughs> it was one right after the other. <laughs> It was. I can't. I can't. It sounds like you're you're inside of a of a plastic cup. What's what's going on? <laughs> did you have oh, a? No. Did it really do that? It's very echoey and, and muffly. My headphones switched off. Okay. Oh, okay. He's giggling, but I didn't hear what he said. Uh, so Judy, now now you you're uh, you're getting all these procedures. What's that? We fixed it. I'm better. Uh yeah. It's okay. it's a little better. Yeah. No, for me. Well, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> the comment was, is you, you, I suppose if they did them at the same time, you would have looked like you were on a lathe. So. Oh. <laughs> no, but they did do the one right after the other, which I guess they don't do often. But uh -huh. my doctor was like, yep, we're just going to get it done. You're <laughs> so, done. Okay. And did you find any results that are uh, good, bad, and different? Like, what, what's, what's going on? Uh, you know, they didn't find anything of concern. So okay, good. now it's on to the next because they're just trying to figure some stuff out. You know, right. things are not quite what they should be. You've got superpowers <laughs> and they're trying to study you. <laughs> right. I couldn't hear that for 420. What did you say? 
I says, I'm glad they're really checking, though. That's good. Yes. You got yeah, a no, they're, they're taking it seriously. Did they question you when you came yeah, into the says, doctor's office? You don't office? want to miss them. Yeah, you want to you want to be thorough. Well, hopefully we, they find out what's going on, and uh, hopefully it's treatable, and and you get uh, you know all the treatment that you need. Colonoscopy sounds pretty cool. Do you want you want to hear a story? Yes. So I'm the person who's like, okay, sure, let's do that without asking any questions. So all the right. next <clears throat> the next thing that they can do because when they do the endoscopy, right, they only go to the the top of the stomach. And when they do the colonoscopy, they're only looking at the large intestine. So there's the 25 feet of small intestine that doesn't get looked at. So, mm. you know, the doctor was like, well, you know, if we really truly want to rule everything out, what we can do is we can, like, do, like, the pill bot and have you swallow this camera, basically oh, this right. pill camera. That's cool. And, uh, it's and- and I was just like, okay, sure. Like, I didn't ask any questions. I was just oh, like, you yeah, did sure. Just, just, just give me the, give so me the robot. Ari, I'm that person that's literally just like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, do it. I saw you called inner space. Inner space. You're talking about inner space. 420. I think you. Yeah, I think you have to speak. In the pauses, because every time I think when we're talking all together, it just sounds like so. Just just heads yeah, up. Away. Okay, uh, Inner Space was a good movie that that had Dennis Quaid in it, um, and Martin Short. Yes. Now she Very, has Dennis Quaid in her too, and and Meg Ryan was in also, also that. Yeah, Dennis Quaid was inside Martin Short in that movie. Very funny movie. I, I remember Martin actually. I, I, I watched it like a million times as a kid, and then I tried watching it again like a year or two ago. It's not good anymore. <laughs> it's really bad. It didn't hold up. No, it's so. Osmosis Jones. Osmosis Jones? Oh, is that the Eddie? Oh, that's the Chris Rock movie. Yeah, um, with the cartoon one? Yeah. Yeah. Does he get slapped in that one? Or I don't know which one. I actually saw the. <laughs> Tony Rock. My, my guess is he gets popped everywhere. Yeah, Tony Rock, <laughs> uh, Chris Rock's brother, uh, go went up on stage. I heard a clip of it the other day. It was he was pretty vicious about it. <laughs> he was pretty mean about it. Oh, and he's like, "You go up on stage and slap my brother," and he just went off on Jada Pinkett and Will wow. Smith. <laughs> yeah, it was it was hilarious. It was actually pretty funny. But hey, brace yourself. Because <laughs> he didn't hold any, he didn't pull any punches or slaps on that one. Um, Orlando Jones, yeah, it was it was a good. Uh, so so Judy, I hope that they uh, figure it out. So you are the person who just said, hey, "Dice me up, dice me up, throw me on the table," <laughs> you know, see what you can find. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah, well, pretty much. There's a story when I was a kid. There's a story of a lovely lady. Um, of, <laughs> she was bringing up three very lovely girls. No, my parents. My <laughs> parents once took me <laughs> to the emergency room when I was. I had a stiff neck when I was a kid. I had a stiff neck, and I think I remember why I got the stiff neck. By the way, hey mom, if you're watching, I remember why I got a stiff neck that day. I had a cold also, but I got a stiff neck because I was zip lining in Scott Murray's backyard the day before. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it wasn't meningitis like they thought it was. Literally thought it was meningitis. They wanted to give me a spinal tap in Southside oh, Hospital. No. They're like, we need to extract fluid from your spine, and also you might go paralyzed if we mess up. And I'm a medical student. <laughs> so, like, like, they were literally like, no. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, 10, 9 or 10, 8, 9, 10, 11, how old I was. Um, and I, and my parent, my mom was like, nope, thanks. And she just took me out and left. <laughs> You're not going to give my son a spinal nice. tap. So, yeah. It, and technically, so, so that here's the thing about that. My mom could have been technically accused by doctors of, of neglect or something like that. Right. Because she's like denying the medical treatment that they think I should have or something. I don't know. I don't know what what the legal legality or the ethics of that is. But in the end, in the long run, the doctors were totally out of line. <laughs> so I just had a stiff neck right. from zip lining, and they wanted to extract fluid from my spine. So that was a bit a bit wackadoo. Um, and my mom had the right instinct to take me the heck out of there. And not get potentially paralyzed by a medical student. Um, not that they're. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been in an emergency room. Apologies, they... I'm getting a phone call, but I wanted to let you know I love you and your important Aristotle. Thank you so much, my brother, for having me on for a few minutes. Always and forever, we love you here, 420 Artists. Thank you for being here, as always. Uh, Studio 8H says, wait, did you just oh, say your mom yeah. wouldn't let you see Spinal Tap? I know, Studio 8H. My mom said, you're not old enough to watch Spinal Tap. Uh, <laughs> which is... <laughs> which is not true. Spinal Tap is good for all ages. This one goes to 11. <laughs> you know, Spinal Tap is the Bible for every band ever. And Studio 8H, I'm sure you're well aware of this. If you've ever... If you if you are a musician, here is the required reading. You've got the movie. This is Spinal Tap, required absolutely one hundred percent. You need to know every single line of that of that movie. Um, why don't you just make ten the high? Why don't you just make it louder and then just make ten the highest number? These go to <laughs> eleven. So uh, <laughs> it's you got to invest in that whole uh, Rob Reiner movie. Also. Uh, Studio 8H, you will know this better than anybody because of your namesake. But what is the other absolutely required uh, piece of prerequisite for any band member ever to know? And I'll give you a hint. Never question Bruce Dickinson. So (laughs) there is a you absolutely have to know these things by heart if you are a a musician for sure. Um. And I got to tell you, you can't, you really can't go anywhere where there's a rock band where they won't know these things. <laughs> there's some really cool, there's some really cool inside stuff that's just, uh, I was just talking the other day about all of the lingo that you develop on the road in a band because you're on the road driving around in a van with three or four other two, three, four other creative people who are constantly coming up with stuff in their minds. So by the end of a tour or two, you guys are speaking your own language. <laughs> like and you start and there's so many like hilarious references that ref reference this and reference that. And it, it's really, really 
such a joy to experience those things. Um, I can't wait to do it again. That's fun. Judy, do you know what I was referencing by the, uh, fear? I don't. Don't fear the Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know every bit of that, that thing. I'm going to, I'm going to call, I'm going to go ahead and say it's a sketch because studio 8H, but, uh, every, every bit, every, Hey Gene, you're ruining this for everyone. Uh, you got to know, like cowbell sketch. Yeah. Oh, what? I don't know why I can't play this part. Oh wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cowbell sketch. I don't know how to play that song. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I can almost play it. <laughs> anyway, yes, it is the cowboy sketch. You got it right, Judy. Congratulations, you win. Absolutely nothing. But that's what you. I thought. But then, I... <laughs> yeah. but, but then you what? No, I I thought maybe that was too easy. It is pretty. It is pretty easy, but it's absolutely just required. Like you just go up to any, especially any drummer. Like I mean, the more cal- you just shout more cowbell, everybody knows. Also, as a bass player, as a bass player, what is another thing that I always hear? Does anybody want to? Anybody want to chime in on this one? Something that I always hear, no matter what, wherever. If I am holding a bass, someone will shout this at me. If I mention the bass, someone will say this phrase to me. Um. Uh, let's see. Oh if my gosh. Yeah, it's a good. That's a good question. But here's another piece of trivia for all y'all out there. Blue Oyster Cult sings "Don't Fear the Reaper." Blue Oyster Cult is from Smithtown, Long Island. So hey, Long Island represent in the Blue Oyster Cult. I think no wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what town. It might be. I think it's Smithtown. There it is. Studio 8H coming in hot with all the with all the the knowledge and the know-how the comedy history is is remarkable and and one can remark upon that yes slap at a baseman like people say that stuff all the time it's like it's still kind of funny but it's like it's like not as funny as the person who's saying it thinks it is because sure sure because Paul Rudd sells it in such a funny way in the movie I Love You Man. And he licks his thumb, he does this whole thing, and it's just ridiculous. And uh that portrayal, the birth of the slap at a bass man and the totes magoats, is really, truly hilarious in that movie. Let me just give some uh applause. Um, good job, Studio Eight. I would say, yeah, uh, that it, it's funnier <laughs> in the movie, guys. Just if you go up to a bass player, just know that they've heard that a thousand billion trillion times before. Also, also, this is funny. One time, Judy, and this is funny in the sense that they actually did this. It's not funny in the sense that this particular song is like eleven minutes long, and we were 
supposed to go up after this band and it was like kind of their last song and then they decided they wanted to do like a 12 minute jam on us and so we're just kind of oh, like, come no. on guys you just did like four more songs <laughs> you know like uh yeah it's like but what is this what is something people shout out at every show to every band <laughs> ever this is a fun free quiz bird. exactly play free bird no, sorry if I leave here tomorrow, <laughs> if I leave here tomorrow, I don't, know. I don't know how to play it. Maybe I should learn it. There it is. Yeah, I can learn it right now. Sing it with me, people. I should do this next time someone shows it out. If I leave here tomorrow, tomorrow. <laughs> I know the word. <laughs> yeah. That's nobody knows that song. I mean everybody does. But this is the thing. This band. So I've played 300 or so shows. This particular band it was hilarious because you've I've I've played 300 shows, which means I've played with a thousand bands. <laughs> Maybe. Uh and every sh- every tenth show, someone's like Freebird, or every eighth show, let's say. This was the only band that was just uh, just immediately started playing it when someone shouted it out, and I was like, "All right, touche, well played." However, f you. <laughs> <laughs> well Nobody played. Nobody actually wants to hear Freebird. No. I said good day. Uh, maybe they yeah. do. I don't know. I was, I was just like, all right, I see what you guys did there. And they played the whole thing. They didn't just do like a minute, like, or a verse and a chorus as a joke. They just played the entire song. And I was like, oh, come on. Um, I don't know. Maybe they did that back in the day when people actually wanted to hear Freebird. But, uh, right. Play some Skinnerd. However, when I was on set for that commercial where we played live a couple months ago, um, yes, we're in the desert, we're playing live, and um, literally, I think one of the grips yelled out, play some Nugent, and I just was like... I started playing some uh, stranglehold on the guitar, on the bass, actually. And I was like, you asked for it. (laughs) uh, So that was pretty cool. I don't know. I'm always, whenever I'm doing like a sound check or whatever, uh, and someone's in the crowd in the audience and they just shout out something, I'm, I'm always happy. I'm always game. I'll just do whatever. I think it's. And it reminds me of is uh, I was watching the Red Hot Chili Peppers perform the song "Give It Away" the other day on on Howard Stern. Have you seen? Did you watch that? Yes, I saw. I saw that video. Yeah. Okay, they haven't lost a step. These guys are out of their minds. I love it. I love watching them. But Howard said, "Now, do you guys ever get sick of this song? The song is literally thirty years old." And Anthony Kiedis, without missing beat, was just like, "Nope, we love the song. It's so fun to play. It never gets old." So that's something. Aww, that's yeah. 
how cool is that? He's like, this one is particularly fun. We love playing it always. It never gets old. And then we close the show with it because what do you follow? Give it away with. And um, it's it's just true. It's just a cool thing to be like, hey, look, this song brings people so much joy. And it's because we have so much experience, so much joy playing it. So that song is pretty badass. <laughs> it's just really, it, it's just a really uh let's let's go back to the 90s it's a really slamming tune it slaps so i find it uh i find it's i I started like guffawing when i was listening to i was listening to it in my car just live on the radio and i was just i just started guffawing like like this (laughs) ah this these guys are really good (laughs) these guys are really good at their instruments and really good at playing this song and and there's just no other combination of humans that can play the song in that with that intensity and i just thought that that was like um a special thing and that's how I, if you if you every time for instance my my band veda we would they people would be like play all for you again and we'd be like yep let's play it again let's just keep playing it every yeah yeah I loved being in the audience watching you guys play that. That it was, was, it was such a fun song, such a great song. It was, and it was sincere. It was an, it was a, it's a sincere song, and that's why it's uh it it I think was just so enjoyable to play. Every song was enjoyable to play. I, I can't think of a song that I didn't enjoy playing. There was a couple songs where I would be like, "Oh, this song's hard," <laughs> in my head, and I'm like, "I hope I don't mess it up tonight," <laughs> you know. But like. Cause there's some, and the, but you know, about a week in, you're making very few errors because you've you've kind of hit your stride on a tour, but uh, yeah, um, just the joy of of playing live for people is I can't I do not relate to those musicians who are like I don't like to play this song or I don't want to play this I'm just like go to hell, get out of here, get lost kid, go take a long walk off a short pier. Go, I'm gonna toss you out on your ear. Go walk out into, uh, uh, go play Frogger with yourself. Uh, so I, I say all these things. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's pretty harsh. <laughs> I don't know, but it, it, it's just funny to me that people are like, eh, I don't want to play this. I'm like, no, play the song. Play the song. Play your heart out always. Um, but uh, interestingly enough, the dude who I was having that little conversation with is a drummer that I used to play uh, with. Oh really? But, yeah, briefly, briefly. Um, I have stories, but anyway, I'm not gonna throw him under the bus. But other than I'm not gonna name yeah. him, but <laughs> it's just it's just an interesting conversation to be told I'm out of line for being like, hey, this is what this sounds like to me. You're out of line, right? <laughs> when I hear this, this is it could be an it could sound like this to my ears. But slap it a bass man. Uh, I did want to watch the trailer for the new David Cronenberg movie, but I think I'll save oh, it yes. for tomorrow. Did say that. Um, I'm going to see a show. Can you tonight. save it for tomorrow? Well, it came out today, and then it'll be old news by tomorrow. So it's just kind of a pain in the neck to. Well, let me see if I can. If we can do it, let's do it real quick here. Um, I was going to try to do it. We're going to try to watch this trailer real quick. I'm going to see a show tonight with my friend Travis. He's been on the show. Cool. Uh, it's called Cages. 
which is interesting. I don't know what it's about. He just said the other day, I've got tickets for a show. You want to go? And I was like, yeah. And then yesterday it occurred to me, what kind of show? <laughs> I don't even know where we're going. <laughs> I was like, yeah, sign me up. It's Gallagher, too. Um, let me see. Uh, oh, my gosh. That would be so fun. <laughs> yeah. You know, Gallagher, too. he's ridiculous. Well, Gallagher, too, is his brother, by the way. Gallagher, I, I. Um, and uh, I'm, I know Studio right. 8H. Yes, Studio no. 8H is, is well-versed yeah. in comedy history, so they know who I'm talking about. But Gallagher, too, is just, there was a whole lawsuit, this whole intellectual property thing going on. And he just <laughs> literally, <laughs> salud, does Gallagher's uh, act. Which is just such such a weird, I don't know. Things are weird. (laughs) People are weird. Imagine just like making your life, just stealing your brother's comedy act. That's your life. Because it's confusing because he looks like him, he dresses like him, he does the same act. And you're like, how does this, how is this okay? Um... This is taking. It's odd. It's very odd. In the seventies, there was a uh, a band called. It's a very tragic ending to this band, but the band called Badfinger. Very cool band. I I really like their music. Uh, I won't talk about the tragedy of, of that band, but you can read about it. It's really terrible. But at one point, the two main singer guys in the band. Uh, split up and or I think it was like one of the guitar players left the band and then started a band called like the real bad finger <laughs> so it was like bad finger and then like the real bad finger and it was very confusing because they played all the same songs and they both went on tour as bad finger and it was just a very confusing time for people apparently um I don't know I'm trying to download this thing. It's just going to take too long. So we'll have to wait till tomorrow to do this. I'll have to t- it's just I got to get ready for the show and my Here's the thing, guys. Uh if you'd I like mean, to donate, even if it's old news, it'll still be it still could be fun to watch tomorrow. Yes, I hope so too. I hope so. Um You know, I <laughs> trying to trying to get that new computer. Ladies and gentlemen, so please feel feel. Uh, I hope you're compelled to donate money. I know Studio H, you're you're a supporter of the show. Actually, I didn't know there was a Gallagher too. Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Studio H. Well, get ready to go down the rabbit hole of Gallagher too, which is ridiculous. It's sad. It's actually very sad, um, in the sense that it's how do you make a living just stealing your brother's act? You're kind of infringing on your brother's living. Uh, you know, come up with your own act. Um, did Gallagher die? I feel like Gallagher's dead. If he's not, I feel like maybe, but I don't. I can't look it up right now. Gallagher. Uh, is he's alive? That's how you know when people are alive when you read their wiki and they say is or was. 
He is an American comedian. He's 75. Yeah. I know that he gave up swinging that hammer over his head because his heart, he's got a heart condition, so he can't be swinging a hammer around. Um, and he'd been doing that, that act. You know, that act was hilarious when I was <laughs> nine. <laughs> I don't know how... Maybe he and Carrot Top have a traveling show right now. But uh, Carrot Top and Gallagher loved it when I was... When my comedic tastes had not yet developed, necessarily. I think Gallagher is a good, good fun act. I don't know. I think it's a... It's an art piece, really. Dude just smashes free. It's kind of a waste sure. of food, though. Yeah. He's got some good... I always loved when Gallagher... And now we're going to talk about Gallagher for a minute. Uh, would be about to swing the hammer, and then he'd just drop it behind him and go, You know... <laughs> He would just keep the people on their toes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Such a, yeah, very funny guy. But Gallagher 2, ladies and gentlemen, very, very stupid. Maybe Gallagher 2 is dead. Maybe Gallagher 2 was killed by Gallagher. <laughs> Maybe they're the same Gallagher. But, uh... Mm. Hold on a second. Just, uh... Getting a f- I'm getting this just in. We're more calling Orson right now. Well, I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to wrap it up. Oh, the FaceTime opened up. Interesting. Thank you, Judy, for hanging out and chatting with me. And and uh hope you're feeling better. Hope I'm. Yeah. Are you feeling okay? I'm feeling fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in love with her and I feel fine. I've heard that before. Um, <laughs> feeling fine and and things are going well and and uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, you know. I do. Work is work. It's... Work keeps me busy and uh, gonna go hang out with people this weekend. It's Easter weekend. Oh, that's right. And that's about it. I'm going to hang out with my friend Megan on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Her boyfriend's playing a service. He plays trumpet in like a band. And he's going to play a big church service. So we're going to go to like this big church service at 7 a.m. or something. <laughs> so it should be fun. Um, I'm excited. <clears throat> that's way too early. Yeah, but you know. We like to get started early. I'm just going to go party. chill with Tony. That's cool. Say hi to And uh, be well. Oh, Studio 8 says, I know what I'm doing tonight now. Gallagher 2, Wormhole. Yeah. I, there, I think there's an entire story about... I mean, I feel like there's got to be a documentary at this point about the whole thing. Yeah, everybody's got a documentary. I'm going to come out with a Veda documentary. It'll be great. Um, you know, it's going to be funny. Like, I really do need to get like everybody's perspective. So at some point, I'm I, like, I feel like I would have to if I, I'm gonna send someone to go interview Not. our singer. <laughs> I'd just be like, you guys see how dumb this guy is. <laughs> Anyway, maybe, I don't know. People would probably take his side or my side. It doesn't matter. There's two sides to every story, I suppose. 
people might find uh, sympathy on his side. Yeah, there's three sides to every story. There's your side, my side, and then there's the truth. Yeah, exactly. That's true. I always say that. That, right? and you know what I like, what I would that, always isn't that the the saying. That is the saying, and uh, that's what I, when my friend said some t- one time, he's like, oh, yeah, your singer told me what happened with the band. And I said, oh, yeah, well, there's what he says, and there's the truth. <laughs> I literally said that. I'm like, there's what he says, and then there's ac- the actual truth. So just take that with a grain of salt. Uh, speaking of throwing people under the bus, thank you. <laughs> Look, Whatever. Paths diverge. Things happen. Uh, just just be wise and kind about how you treat people and and be straightforward and honest. And Look, this ain't rocket surgery. I'm trying, just trying to say, hey, be like, just, just human. Just do human things the right way. Stop sucking at human things, people who suck. I'm not saying anybody here sucks at it. I'm just sending out a message like... Come on, uh, it makes things go easier. <laughs> if uh, I don't know, I, I I could say these things all day. It's not going to change anything. But uh, the, my intentions are out there. I would like for people to maybe one day. I don't know. It's better to it's better to to send out the right message than to per to perpetuate the wrong one. I think because um, I, I think YouTube and everything thrives on drama and dysfunction and toxicity and it don't got to be that way maybe it's more boring but it's healthy i don't think it's right yeah all right i'm gonna let everybody go you guys can go on with your night uh studio 8h enjoy gallagher too judy enjoy um i know that you're gonna watch gallagher videos all night too so enjoy that um Judy, big fan of Gallagher. She doesn't stop about it. She's like, can we go see Gallagher again? I would like to see him smash the giant watermelons on the stage. And I want front row tickets because it's just, it's just exciting to be there. <laughs> it's, it's just when you're in the room with Gallagher, it's electric. It's the most expensive way to get watermelon. Yeah. But, you know. Just bring a bucket. <laughs> I think it's hilarious when the people are like eating the food that lands on them. I'm like, hey, waste not, want not. All right. <laughs> I am going to let you go now. Thank you so much. This has been fun. Uh, have a wonderful, wonderful evening. See you tomorrow. <laughs>